What is going on, my friends? Welcome to a bonus episode of That Arsenal Women Podcast. Today, it's all about Katie McCabe and the Ireland women. You wanted a kind of Arsenal Women Podcast? Well, guess what? You got a kind of Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is me again. Super happy to be here as always. And if you haven't heard this podcast, welcome to a very, very subjective and feelings-based space that tries to be as optimistic and positive as possible. And very few things arise a feeling of positivity and optimism more than the one, the only Katie McCabe. Yes, I am very glad to be able to share with you that for the second time in my life, I was able to witness Katie play and it was absolutely magical. And I'm going to get into the game itself and her performance, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about the trip itself, which was a little bit crazy. And it all started uh, with me finishing a recording of a podcast right before I had to go to the airport, or so I thought. So I was supposed to fly maybe three or four hours after I recorded the podcast and get to St. Louis very early. And I was supposed to meet up with a friend for breakfast and then later on go to the match. After the match, I was originally scheduled to stay overnight and then fly to visit my sister out in Portland. But some things changed in terms of my flight and I had to sort of reshuffle my entire plan. So some of you know this. I am a professional musician and I have been very fortunate to play with some artists who have notoriously the most, some of the most dedicated and basically insane fan bases, right? Jonas Brothers fans. Obviously, Miley Cyrus fans, you guys are absolutely nuts in the best of ways. And as a performer, when you go on tour, you hear these stories about fans waiting hours upon hours out on the in the rain or, you know, being first in line for, uh, uh, you know, in L.A. somewhere downtown in the most dangerous of places or you're, you know, literally getting rained on for hours upon hours, but you want that first spot, you know, that kind of stuff. And also as a fan, I've done this as a metal and rock fan through the years. When I was younger, I remember standing in line for like close to 12 or 13 hours to watch a dream theater show in in New York City uh, with no restrooms and no food. And it was just mental. But at that time, it was just kind of worth it. But mind you, I was 20, 22 or something like that back then. I am 40 now, almost 41 and, you know, it's not the same attitude. It's not the same sort of cavalier um, personality anymore. And I think it's part and parcel of just get, getting older. But energy is something I find in football, inspiration, uh, dedication. And it is just so lovely to have had this opportunity to go watch a few of, a, a few players that I absolutely love and adore and admire, uh, I just I would have been really, really sad to miss it because also living in Los Angeles, it's not that I have a chance all the time to go see 
Katie or Rusha or Louise Quinn. You know, it's even hard for me to even, and actually I've never done it. I haven't gone to see an Angel City game. I haven't seen Alex Morgan. I haven't seen, you know, Kirsten Press or, or Kirsten Press or whomever. I, I just haven't seen anybody. Um, but as a gooner and a massive fan of Katie, uh, I had to do it. And beyond being a fan of, of or, or somebody that admires and respects Katie so very much, by the way, I've had had another episode uh, all about Katie um, in previous, in a previous show, in a previous uh, showing of this podcast. So you, you might have to go back and listen to it. It was mostly about them making the World Cup. And that is my point. When I made that episode, I try to be as expressive as I could as far as my admiration was and my sort of overwhelming respect that I have for that country as a whole. I love Ireland. Um, I visited Ireland before. It's a beautiful place. Every Irish person that I've met has been incredible. But furthermore, these women are historic. And to come from such a small town or a small country, I should say, to go against some juggernauts in the 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 football world. Oh my God, that sounded so American. The juggernaut. Um. It was just something so beautiful to see and witness. And I wrote about this on, a little bit on my blog. But I, even though I'm a Venezuelan American, I support the Dutch. And I've supported the Dutch my whole entire life. And it's part of my identity crisis. And that's a whole different thing for a whole different podcast. But I love the Dutch. And I've always supported them. However, the second team that I've always, uh, or not always, that I've kept my eye on in the past few years has been Ireland. And uh, luckily for me, I've been able to watch through either VPN or, you know, various Ireland or Irish um, websites. I've been able to follow the team and I saw, I want to say, most of their World Cup qualifying matches, sometimes to very few um, people in the crowd, sometimes a, a much more packed stadium. Uh, and it was it has been so beautiful to witness. And I love their players. I've always liked um, the the Irish team in general, maybe minus Robbie Keane. And I say that in jest, uh, even though I <laughs> I went to a U2 concert backstage here in L.A. at the Forum, and he was there, and um, we were eating a cake. It was a U2 cake. And um, I didn't say hi to him because I'm a absolutely douchebag. But that's a whole different story. I've grown and I've matured. Um, by the way, it's not like he wanted to say hi to me. I just didn't initiate the contact. Uh, it would have felt very hypocritical of me, somebody that had brought so much pain and annoyance as an Arsenal fan. But anyway, I digress. My point is, I saw the the Irish women play a lot, and I loved um, Katie's role. And of course, I love Louise Quinn, somebody that I've met in person a couple of times that I admire so much. I love Rusha. I love Sullivan. I mean, th these are very, very, very good players. And one of the things that I would see with Katie when I was watching the, the qualifiers, even though she had a sort of a starting position on the pitch, is that she would switch a lot. She would morph into a lot of different players or a different roles that she would play. And I, I remember many, many, many years ago, I was, a, a, I don't know, I was in my teens or something. I went to a match in Boston at the Foxborough Stadium between the USA in um, 
Trinidad and Tobago with Dwight York. And I remember how Dwight, you know, I remember him, you know, seeing him for Fairman United as an out and out striker with Andy Cole and Solskjaer and, and of course, uh, Teddy Sheringham. But I remember him being an out and out striker. And when I saw him play with Trinidad, he was so unbelievably versatile all over the pitch. He was by far the best player. Uh, athletics or athleticism wise, he was just on another level. He was taking every corner. He was taking every free kick. He was going deep to spray passes all around the pitch. He was the first one to meet headers. He was making crosses. It was the craziest thing. And I got the same feeling when I would watch Katie on TV. And I thought and I saw that she would play all over. There was a bunch of goals that she scored, a bunch of assists, free kicks, you name it. And I thought that, that would be the extent of it. I thought that it, I, I was just kind of witnessing something through this prism uh, or a biased prism of, well, she's one of my favorite players. And to me, she is uh, a player of the future. And I'll talk about that later if I haven't done so before, but I'm going to do it again. And I wasn't surprised by her versatility and by her involvement in, in the match. So I was very curious to know how that would translate in person when I saw her again, because I originally had seen her play at the UA, uh, the, UEFA, the the FA Cup final at Wembley. And I remember her taking a corner and I just, I, I it's one of the images that I will vividly remember um, from that, from that match was just so special to me. And I was just curious to know how it would be with the Irish national team. And, you know, this is when I go back to my part of the story about my trip. So anyway, I changed my flight and I left very, very early in the morning. I decided to no get, not get a hotel room, even though I knew I was going to spend a few hours in the evening because they were just so damn expensive and I was leaving to Portland at four in the morning. Um, so I knew I was going to go to the match, see a friend for dinner afterwards and hang out. And then I just needed a couple hours of sleep. Next thing you know, I had to return the rental car and then go to visit my sister. I get my car. I go, uh, actually I drop by to see Louise Quinn at the, uh, at their hotel. That was lovely to be able to reconnect with her. Um, after three years or so since I last saw her. Um, that was really nice. Um, I was able to thank her in person, all her inspiration, and tell her to her face what a historic person I think she and the rest of the players are and how proud I was of her of her current campaign at Birmingham. And I did not bring up that match they defeated Arsenal last season or the previous season and how painful that was. Uh, but that, again, I tend to talk way too much, uh, way way more than I should. So... I went to the park, or before that, I actually, I should say, I went to meet my dear friend Pete, who is one of the most important bloggers in the Arsenal landscape. He has a very well-known blog called lagrove.uk or .co.uk. I've been reading it for years, and we become pretty good friends. And he has an outstanding podcast called the Arsenal Opinion Podcast, which I encourage everybody to check out. Um, so we met up for lunch, and coincidentally, he works for St. Louis Soccer Club, which is the team where um, who plays at City Park, where the girls were playing. So I was able to get a historical rundown, a little bit of the city. And we walked into this pub 
um, as we were talking, and I was very surprised to see two people in the bar, one with a Smith Rowe shirt and another one with a Beth Mead shirt. And I was really excited to see that. And we talked a little bit about it. We plugged our respective blogs and podcasts and uh, we just started catching up. And, and Pete's somebody that I admire so much and he has a lot of inside info uh, to all things Arsenal and, and I love his insight and it was amazing. So we then got some food and we went to the match and it was lovely, amazing tickets. I can't thank who I want to thank, but thank you if you're listening. Um, and I just loved that I was able to be a guest and sit where I was sitting. It was magical. Um, Niall Quinn was there. I mean, what? That was absolutely bananas to be sat a couple of rows from, from Niall Quinn. Holy moly. That was incredible. But anyway, the match was unreal. Okay. Yes, of course, there's the Alex Morgans and yada, yada, yada. I wasn't there for that. With respect, I don't really care all that much. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just, I, was, I, was, I wasn't there for for Morgan or Rodman or any other players. I was there for three very specific players. Katie McCabe, Rusha Littlejohn, and Louise Quinn. However, and this is not a, a, a me trying to compare anybody or, you know, that's not the point of this. I do have to tell you that I feel I witnessed something incredibly special in Katie McCabe's energy, her attitude. I was like, holy shit, I'm in the presence of, of, of something that's very different. This is somebody that has something very, very special beyond being a super elite level of player. It, it's, I honestly, guys, I do not remember being around or that close in proximity of somebody so that oozed so much confidence. And I'm not saying that she thinks she's the best player on the planet or that she's better than anybody. I don't think that she thinks that. The way she was carrying herself was so unbelievable. And I just felt inspired. I felt that I was like a foot taller when I left that ground. I was like, oh my God, this is another level of stuff. And of course, there's the, the in-game stuff, right? There's the off-the-ball movement. There's the technique. There's the crosses. There's the fiery attitude. She has it all. And, and when I've said in the past that I think she's a player of the future, this is, I'll say it again, because I don't get tired of saying it. And, and I don't necessarily see a lot of players be this person. Um, and also, I don't want to bring up any other players because I'm not here to compare. But what I see in Katie, as far as her tenacity, her drive, her physical ability, her physical attributes, her speed, her power, her torque, all of that is not really that common in every player of every team. And that is what the norm is going to be in many years time or in a few years time. And she's already there. So I think that where a lot of players get all these accolades as far as, you know, and rightfully so, the Viviana Miedemas of the world, the 
you know, Alexia Putellas, yada, yada, yada. There, we don't talk enough about Katie McCabe uh, from, a, from a world football perspective. I don't see it often, and I would love to be a, a catalyst of that conversation because there, there's something about her that she ticks a lot of boxes that a lot of players don't. Where you can see, a, even at Arsenal, you take many players that play up top or uh, on the forward line, and they might tick certain boxes that Katie ticks, but they don't tick all of them, and she does. So this also goes back to you know how frustrated I was when when she wasn't starting, um, and I heard that it might have something to do with her having some sort of chest infection or something like that, or or a cold or something along those lines. I don't know. But my sort of defensive attitude is going to be to get mad at Jonas and be like, why the hell are you not playing her? Are you dense? How do you not play her? She's the best player. So anyway, after that, feeling elated, feeling two foot taller, it was incredible, or one foot taller. I uh, said my goodbye to my dear friend Peter, Pete, and I went to get some dinner on my own in my car, listening to music and watching YouTube videos from uh, Shaban and Rusha because I was in the mood to for more Irish women and their message and their various Scottish slash Irish accents. Uh, so I watched a ton of those shows. Um, and watch uh, was listening already to Tom talk sport, listening to Laura Woods, one of my favorites as well. So anyway, it was amazing, and I went to sleep in my car like a true fan does for like four or five hours, and then I started developing uh, sickness. I wasn't feeling good. I I felt a cold coming in, and I decided to change my flight and come back to LA instead of going to visit my sister. And I'm glad I did because I got sick as a dog two days later or a day later. And I'm just now finally recovering. So it was magical. It was beautiful. It was truly unbelievable. And I cannot wait to see what the girls do. And as far as the match itself goes, by the way, I thought they did a stellar job against the U.S. Um, and on, on one hand, I don't think the U.S. are that good. And I think they're in a root for in for a rude awakening the past the next four years or so in that a lot of nations are going to overcome them in matches and are going to surpass them, I think, in global rankings. And if this is a number one world-ranked team, it's rigged because there's just no way that they are. Um, I thought Ireland played very, very well. They kept themselves in the match the whole time, and it wasn't. It was only for a fluke goal that um, kind of like a freakish long-range effort that the player didn't even think was going to go in. Um, that's why they lost. They could have easily tied 1-1, or sorry, 0-0 against the uh, number one ranked team in the world. I don't buy it. And if if they are the number one ranked team, then I guarantee you that the Irish are way better than their current uh, FIFA ranking. And by a lot, I got to say. So thank you all, as always, for listening. I love you. I appreciate all your time, your energy. And if any of my Irish girls are listening, Rusha, 
Luis, Katie, thank you for an unbelievable day, an unbelievable night. Um, This is something that I will cherish for a very, very long time. Much love to you. I hope you kick some major ass in the World Cup. And we'll talk again very soon, my friends. Bye-bye.